And I'm Miriam Suela Perez, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we are talking about artists <laughs> that we have lost to Jesus. <laughs> oh I'm my sorry God. if that title offends anyone. We're not. I'm not against religiousness or Jesus particularly, <laughs> but this is a freaking phenomenon, and we just had to talk about it. Yeah, man, the growth of the evangelical church in Latin America is real. Ugh. We are listening yeah. to Hector El Fader, who is a reggaeton OG, born again. Let's take another listen. We'll come back to it. <laughs> I just feel like Hector El Fader is a really big loss. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, it's a big one. I mean, I, there's another OG that I'm bringing to our member segment. Um, so members will hear about that. But yeah. So, okay. Here's a trend I'm noticing. Are all yours Puerto Rican? Because all mine are Caribbean. Um, Mine are not all Puerto Rican. I do have one Panamanian. But okay. they're... Okay. I think it's... I think that that might be more of a phenomenon of the kind of music that we listen to instead of the actual phenomenon happening in Latin America. I think it's pretty prevalent across Latin America. Okay. Yeah. The music industry feels fairly concentrated in the Caribbean these days. Although Um, these folks are like old school, like, you know. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. But also, like, I did some research about this. Like, there's articles that have been written about this phenomenon. And they mostly cover these, um, the artists that we're bringing. So, I mean, yeah, you have one Panamanian. But Panama is also kind of, like, in the Caribbean region. Yeah, Panama is right? a Caribbean nation. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I, I count Panama as Caribbean. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, if it's just the bias of the people who are looking into this. But, I don't know. There's something about the Caribbean. Yeah, of course, there's, like, evangelicals and, like, you know, Seventh-day Adventists and Mormons and whatever all over Latin America, but I don't know. Mormons? If it's, oh, yeah, Mormons. The Mormon church has, has a lot of growth in Latin America. Mm-hmm. Wow. I guess I know. they do be going all those, places all and those white boys. Uh-huh. All those white boys are somehow... I actually just met somebody, um, shout out to Tony if he's listening to this, who's Cuban and grew up in Miami, 
and got totally got brought into the Mormon church by two white Mormon guys who showed up at his door in Hialeah. Wow. I mean, wow. he's not a Mormon anymore, but his mom was like, go with them, though, you know, whatever. So anyway. But maybe, well, I'm maybe. i tell you something. If I was a parent and two white people showed up to my door, I would I not know. send my kid I off. know. <laughs> I know. I know. For, there's some, definitely some internalized racism there that she thought he would, they would be safe. Um, but maybe the reason there's this leaning toward the Caribbean is also because a lot of these are reggaeton artists, you know, yeah, and reggaeton yeah, is very yeah. Puerto Rican centered. Anyway, but yes, you're right. I think that Hector Father is a big loss and he actually like stopped totally, right? Yeah, yeah. And I so one thing, he did stop making music at all. And like, look, I get it. I feel like the music industry can be like a fairly intense, hard space and like you know, especially early reggaeton days, there was a lot of shit going on, like whether it's like drugs and alcohol or like connections with crime or even just like toxic masculinity bullshit or all that shit mixed together. You know, I feel like right. it can be like a rough place to exist like righteously, you know, and especially mm-hmm. if you know one way to be in it and like people, if you like can't figure out how to, I don't know, it's just like I can't blame people for doing what they need to do to like be well and i understand like you know being like okay turning to religion is like very there's like a clear demarcation and Mm -hmm. i'm a person that like i struggle with um moderation i'm just like for me it's easier to be like that's out than to be like i'm just gonna do a little bit of this you know so if you were Um, for some things you know like for things that are difficult for me to moderate there's a lot of shit that's not difficult for me to moderate but like for some shit i'm just like okay it's easier for me to be like it's a no you know so i get that um but there's one thing that makes me really sad about hector father i mean there's lots of things that make me sad but like i feel like i consistently every single year when it's like super hot out like right now i even like contemplate complaining about the temperature i think about how all year long i wait for this moment and then i think about this song because it's like calor, you know i'm like yes i have longed for this moment like and then i'm just like i love it i actually love it and then i'm mad i can't post it on instagram because he's been lost to jesus and you know in my heart of hearts that that's why that it's not like available to me to post on instagram for that reason is the music <laughs> Oh, the music's not even available. Interesting. Yeah, because I don't it's know. It's on to... Spotify, but right. it's not on Instagram. And I feel like there's a reason, a religious reason there that I, I'm, this is conjecture, but like, I just feel like in my heart, I know that it's because yeah. he's born again, that I can't put it on my thirst traps. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame. It's really a shame. <laughs> <laughs> A real yeah. shame. Yeah. For those of y'all who don't know, Hector Alfader is, uh, was, is, is he still around? But he's no longer mm-hmm. a reggaetonero. Um, this OG from Puerto Rico, part of a duo called Hector y Tito, um, and really just totally abandoned his career after he was born again, and now holds hosts a radio show with Uman que used to be like. They used to have mad beef back in the day. Another reggaetonero. I'm um, bringing him next, so we'll talk about that later. But yeah. good for them. <laughs> now Hector is another type of el father. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the evangelicals use that term, but the Catholics. I don't do. think the evangelicals do use that term. But yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I'm not the authority on evangelical Christians. Well, and there's just like some really interesting. Um, 
religious history here too because you know part of the reason that evangelicalism has had a really big draw in latin america and in, over in the world and like part of the reformation itself like when the catholic when the church is split was in response to like the sort of over uh, um, overindulgence of catholicism so mm. like drinking for example right and so people are like i don't want you know i don't want my family partying i don't want my family drinking and so evangelicalism you know the more strict versions don't allow alcohol and don't allow partying and don't allow dancing, you know? So there's like, there's like reasons, you know, and I don't think Catholicism is better than evangelicalism necessarily. Um, but you know, there's like reasons why people feel drawn to one or the other. So, I mean, it kind of tracks a little bit with like these dudes who are in these industries that are very like party heavy and, and whatnot. But for me, it's just sad that you can't be, like, a man of God and a musician, you know? Like, for some of these people. I mean, some of them have figured it out or trying to figure it out. But I think that's the thing that makes me sad. I'm like, you do you. Believe whatever you want. But, like, I mean, it's to sad me, it's that an you... indictment sometimes of, like, the industry. And, yeah. like, sometimes, like, the culture that's around right. um, <clears throat> some of these spaces that are really focused right. on, I don't know, not wellness. Right. You know? No, no. Yeah, and being a celebrity in general. I mean, we this is not a reggaeton thing. Like, look across all, like, music genres. Like, there's so many stories, right, of these musicians who, you know, die of drug overdoses or, you know, it's just, like, it's everywhere. So um, it's mm-hmm. not unique to this. But, yeah, this particular phenomenon is, is just pretty interesting. All right, let's take yeah. a listen to my my first guy, which is actually the one that inspired this particular <laughs> episode um, in this moment. So let's take a listen to Subete by Larry Over. Préndeme la bocina que estamos instalados en el barrio en la esquina. Me gusta el piquete que tiene la vecina. Yo me imagino si se me sube encima. Préndeme la bocina que estamos instalados en el barrio en la esquina. Me gusta el piquete que tiene la vecina. Yo me imagino si se me sube encima. No te bajes, súbete. No te bajes, no te bajes, súbete. No te bajes, no te bajes, súbete. So I saw this guy open for Faruko a few years ago, and the friend, shout out to Mari, um, who was there with me, sent me an IG video of Larry Over recently talking about how he's found Jesus and he's leaving his career behind and, like, apologizing for, like, the things that he's done in his music. In so, his music? Mm-hmm, like lyrics and stuff like that yeah and so um so yeah that made what this is what inspired this for 
I'm so curious. Yeah, I don't remember the specifics now. We can get into a little... I know a little bit more about the specific apology from... Clearly, who must be, like, his friend and, like, brother now, Faruko, because he opened for him, is also was also a very big recent um, kind of mm-hmm. very public turn toward Jesus. So I have a little bit more details on his apology. I didn't I didn't pay a lot of attention to Larry Over's video. Um, Got it. I'm just but, curious if they're, like, apologizing for the shit that they should be apologizing for. Like, are you apologizing for, like, being a fucking misogynist? Or no. what are you apologizing for? No. You know? It's like, if you're going to apologize, like, I hope that you apologize for some of the real shit, you know? That's what I'm curious about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. Not I, That's not what I remember. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so... So yeah, yeah it's I'm sort of asking because I think I kind of know you. Yeah, me. yeah, no, they're not gonna be like, yeah, I'm sorry, I denigrated women. I don't think they're gonna do that. Um, no, so, they shall continue denigrating women in their religious I mean, versions. Jesus, you know. <laughs> um, so it seems like there's two kind of ways that people go when they have a religious awakening. Musicians go. One is that they just like reject the career. They're done. They're like, no more. I'm not making music anymore. I like distance myself from the music that I made. And then there's Another direction, which is that they keep making music, but they try to make Christian music. So this dude so far, I mean, you know, only time will tell if he'll like come back around. But right now he's like going the sort of rejection route and just being like, I'm done. No more music like that person is dead, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he doesn't have a ton of music out. He only has one album, but he has a lot of collaborations. Like this song that we just listened to is a collab. Um, he's got no upcoming tour dates, like that kind of thing. So it seems like he's like pausing. Um, he's also Puerto Rican, like a lot of these dudes. Um, and then I feel like one thing that I imagine might be a link to a lot of this story for these guys is like 12 step programs and like AA because, mm. and I don't know that any of these guys are doing AA or doing Narcotics Anonymous or any of these programs, but it's like very possible. Some of given them are we- very religious. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like it was started by a Christian guy and it depends. I mean, it's a really interesting like community because like depending on it's very self-regulated. And so like every meeting you go to has its own culture. And so some are much more Christian than others. Some Mm. get more into like it's very it's definitely a spiritual program and you have to it's about some sense of like a higher power is what they call it. But like for some people and in some meetings, that's very much like that's God. And for other places, you know, and it kind of tracks with like more religious places, less religious places, that kind of thing. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if you're in somewhere in like the South, the meetings are way more like they say the Lord's Prayer, you know, which is very clearly a Christian thing. So, so yeah, yeah I imagine that that's, and you know, it's that program, like, I mean, it offers so much to so many people because it's free, accessible, there's no barrier to entry, like it's a lot of peer support. Um, but yeah, for some people, it comes with a religiosity that helps them to get sober and, and whatnot. So I imagine that's probably part of the story for some of these folks who um where sobriety is part of the story i mean none of them really say that mm. but i imagine i mean faruko was like a huge like pothead you know like weed was like a big part of his like musical brand so uh, you know is that, not, is that not um can you not be a born-again christian and be a stoner i don't know you know rules. yeah i don't i don't <laughs> either but i imagine that yeah, that marijuana is probably not, you know, drugs are, I mean, it depends on what you are, right? Like, again, like there's like Pentecostals that like, you know, or like Seventh-day Adventists don't drink caffeine, you know, it just depends on on which yeah, branch yeah, of yeah. evangelicalism you're part of. And I these guys, none of them are like 
speaking out about a particular church or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I don't know. For some reason, it doesn't seem to go with it to me. <laughs> like the stoner yeah, life and like yeah. <laughs> a life of a possible. god. But possible. it's possible. Yeah. So anyway, I feel like that's probably my theory behind the scenes is that, you know, there might be some connection to these kinds of sobriety programs as well because they, yeah, they do really, um, some of them really promote a religious perspective as a part of their sobriety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think th- I know a few folks who are sober who really cannot stand AA. And um, I feel like that's probably part of it. Yep. I think so. All Sorry, right. Like- so my next song is um, the is by Julio Voltio featuring Residente, who is still, you know, not particularly religious and in the game. But Voltio... Um, was is the person who does the radio show with Hector El Fader, the Christian radio show that they do together. <laughs> they used to have mad beef. Now they're like working together on the radio show, which I feel like is very wholesome, you know. But mm-hmm. <laughs> let's take a listen to Chulin Culin Chunfly, a total classic. <laughs> So Julio Voltio also lost to Jesus, huh? Yeah, also lost to Jesus. But, you know, resolving his beefs <laughs> with Hector and Father. So <laughs> right. it's hard for it's me good. to be mad at <laughs> yeah. people finding inner peace, you know? <laughs> right. No, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, I don't I don't want to judge any of these dudes. It's just sort of like a interesting trend, you know? I, yeah, I, I, will well, say I think the... it's a really... Uh, to me, what's fascinating about it is the it's tracking with this larger social trend of the evangelical church's grip on latin america and latino communities in the united states um and i mean i get it i think that the catholic church used to used to be this as well where like when things are really really difficult like socially and politically and it feels like you're always down and um you know, one tool is 
trying to fix the system that's keeping you down and another tool is like making peace with what is and finding religion and I don't know maybe believing that the next lifetime will be better um there was a philosopher who was like who hated religion because he was like especially Catholicism at the time I can't um who was like it makes people complacent for the fucked up yeah. sociopolitical stuff that's happening that, now because they believe that like everything has a reason and like isn't that gone, Marx? The next lifetime will be better and blah blah blah. Isn't that Marx? That that religion is the opiate opium of the masses or something. I don't think Marx was particularly fond of um, of religion, but the philosophers yeah. before Marx, um, okay. yeah, talks about that. Yeah, I mean, I think the story is also part of, like, the, the fall from grace of the Catholic Church, you know, which is, like, seeing a decline, I think, globally because of a lot of things, including, like, major scandal. And, um, and yeah, evangelicals are just also really good at proselytizing, and, like, that's part of their work is to try and, like, convert people. Not that Catholics don't also, but it's not the same kind of, like, fervor for it. It was sort of, like, went through, like, a big period where they were, like, went on wars killing people and stuff <laughs> right. and were, like... Right, the Inquisition. And then yeah. they were sort of satisfied and now they're plateauing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now they're, you know, they're lost in all these, like, sexual abuse scandals and, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, it's really complicated for me because my, my abuela had a really deep faith, Catholic faith that really, like provided her a lot of solace and like made I think her kept her from becoming really embittered by a lot of the shit that she dealt with you know so like I have a fondness for Catholicism because of her and like her positive relationship with it um oh that's so interesting yeah and Catholicism in particular yeah because that was her that was her faith yeah so I mean I don't have a fondness for like the Catholic Church but I have like a yeah, there's a tenderness for me because I saw the way that Catholic Catholicism, Catholic ritual really provided her, yeah, this support and solace and and helped her to manage like a lot of really horrible shit that happened to her, you know. So, yeah, it's a complicated um, relationship for me. I mean, I'll, I'll go to the basilica, which is like the big um, Catholic kind of it's the shrine of the immaculate conception that's in dc and i'll like light a candle for her and stuff you know and i'll even like give them a couple dollars like because that's it's for her you know it's like something that she would have done and something that she would appreciate me doing Mm -hmm. so yeah i have it's a complicated thing because i saw Mm -hmm. that how much it offered her you know particularly and she worked for the catholic parish the local parish um when she got to miami that's like where she worked for her whole career she was like a secretary at the school there so yeah, it's complicated because I can I can see that it it does a lot for some people, you know. Yeah, I think all religion does some, you know, does a lot for some people, you know. It like mm-hmm. provides. I think that any inner peace practice that you have um, might be able to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I grew up Catholic, and my fondness for Catholicism stops after its aesthetics. I think the aesthetics are dope. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's also really beautiful. All the rest, yeah. I'm just like, fuck you, fuck the institution, fuck your long-ass service, fuck your dumb songs. Like, all, you know, <laughs> no shade to the Catholics, but personally, I feel quite victimized by Catholicism. So No shade to the Catholics, I, that's but where fuck I'm you. <laughs> yeah, if we have any religious listeners, we might be losing them today. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Shout well, out to I will y'all. say, I will say it's that really the person, the institution for me, the person that I think of when I think of this particular um, phenomenon of like rejecting your music for religion is actually a Muslim. I think of Cat Stevens. 
Mm, um, interesting. Who also rejected all... I haven't looked him up recently, but, like, at some point he rejected all of his, like, folk music and became a really religious Muslim. So it's not just about Jesus. It's also about Allah, apparently, no, for some no, people. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, I haven't looked him up, but I remember hearing about that years ago. So... And it's not like his music was particularly, like, sexual or, you know, like, it was folk music, you know? I don't... I don't... But... I guess people have their have their opinions. People have their moments. Yep. All right. My next song is the infamous <laughs> now Very infamous public moment. Now infamous Faruko moment in the Miami his Miami show recently, um, and it was partially during this song that he was doing some preaching apparently so let's take a listen to Pepas by Faruko <laughs> not think that we would play Pepas on this show. No? Why? Um, Not like maybe f- when it first came out. I mean, I, I would never choose this song. It's not really my type of song. I w- but like at this point, I feel like there, last summer, I heard Pepas literally everywhere. Yeah. And I was like, enough Pepas. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I did like not his... think that we would be here in 2022 right. playing Pepas, but here we right. are. I mean, if here we're we going to do this episode, it has to be the song. Because didn't I mean, he come yeah. out playing like a fucking Christian version of like this song about popping so pills at the club? Okay, I didn't watch it, but what I read was that he like in the middle of the song as like other as like the audience was like singing the chorus he started talking about um he started asking for forgiveness and telling people to go home and like don't go to the club but like go hug your loved ones <laughs> so i don't know that he ch- if he changed the version of the song or he was just like interrupting the song with this like i mean can't his... you hug your loved ones and go to the club i know i don't know why you have to pick one or the other but <laughs> yeah he he told audiences at this show that despite having this number one song last year, he um, and all the success, he felt really empty inside and that he would cry himself to sleep every night, pobrecito. Um, And so 
Yeah, I, I don't know that I, I didn't I don't have a transcript, but that's what I read about what he did. And so apparently a lot of people walked out before the show was over. <laughs> Some people I mean, are like I would I'd be tight. I know not that, like I would go to a Faruko show like it's not really. My I mean, scene. I did go to a Faruko show and it was great. And he did not talk. Would about you be any pissed? Yeah, I would have been really surprised and like weirded out. Yeah, I would be pissed. It's just like if he was actually preaching, be I would be a Christian, leave, yeah. but don't convert in the middle of the of show, show that I paid for. I know. To me, it just feels like a type of breakdown. You know, like he's just having a moment and yeah. and not able I to control himself. Okay. I know. So, um, but yeah, a lot of people walked out. A lot of people were like, "We want a refund." Apparently, he said that maybe he would give people refunds. Quien sabe? Um, so. I don't know. Yeah, but they're Faruko and Larry Over are now both joining the Jesus train together. I don't know. I'm assuming that, that it's not unrelated, given that they've toured together before. Um, but yeah, I mean, the show that I saw, I mean, it was like maybe four years ago. It was like, it was like the theme was marijuana. Like the theme was ganja. Like it felt very, I think I talked about it on the show. It felt a little bit like Jamaican appropriation or something, you know, like kind of had this like Rasta feel. And I was like, that's sort of been his steez for a minute. Yeah, I feel like. Right. So it's really unexpected and interesting. And I wonder, here's what I would love to know. Is there like some dude, some like influential evangelical person who's like, in this scene behind the scenes like converting all these dudes you know like is there some guy who's like waiting at the back of the you know outside of the of the stadium for when the guys come out and like listen i have the answer for you and it's jesus Cristo, you know like i just feel like maybe there's some church particular leader behind all this who knows but um but yeah so we'll see what happens with him if he if he rejects his career totally or if he might um decide to try to make christian music like we'll see because this has just happened recently so yeah yeah or he could maybe yeah i don't know i feel like there's some artists that have been like converted or had some sort of like a spiritual awakening and maybe had their music shift a little bit to match that but it wasn't like a whole proselytizing situation but i guess being born again is different because like proselytizing is like the fucking bread and butter of the shit yeah, I mean, I'm the the artist I'm gonna bring last, and then the artist I'm bringing the member segment both continued to make music, but tried to make it like Christian themed. So, yeah, it's not yeah. unprecedented. Um, yeah. and I didn't even know with one of these dudes that that's what he was doing. So they can do mm-hmm. it pretty well and be like kind of stealth about it, which maybe for some of them would feel like it would would advance their their mission of spreading the gospel, but. Yeah. You know, like you said, the lifestyle, I think, is the difficult thing, right? Especially, yeah. like, in certain in certain areas. Like, the lifestyle is just so heavily, um, you know, sex, drugs, money, whatever. So it might be difficult to, like, get away from that, even if you're trying to talk about Jesus. Like, you know, mm-hmm. women trying to get with you, stuff like that. People offering you drugs. People wanting to party with you. So I think you're right that yeah. the industry, it's definitely an indictment of the industry to some degree that, that people can't like have a balanced life and do this work but it's across like this is celebrity culture you know right right so all right your next one is a is a legend it's a legend the next person is who i think of when i think about like oh this is somebody who was born again and left music like my if you think of cat stevens this is my guy i think of el general um most of you all know El General is a legendary Panamanian reggae and Espanol pioneer. 
most of you will know this song, a total classic of the genre. This is the boom boom. Let's take a listen to it. Ay mamacita porque soy un general digo que a la pala te digo jala pa atrás tu pum pum digo se va a gastar digo todos los hombres lo van a corretear boom como una bruja lo tendrás que castigar tu pum pum mami mami no me van matar mm, mami mami no me van matar tu pum pum mami mami no me van matar tu pum pum mami mami no me van matar pues conozco chicas que le gustan firmada viene para el baile se ya no quiere bailar El General was a major, major figurehead in the Panamanian reggae scene that laid the foundation for what would become reggaeton in Puerto Rico via um, both of those diasporas of those places meeting in New York City. Um, if you want to know more about that, go listen to the Loud podcast. I say that every chance I get. Um, but it's just wild to me that we have this legend to which, you know, to whom we owe so much. And he's like, what, in his 50s or something? Like, and he will not take an interview. Like, he will not talk about his project as El General. And that's to me, that's mm -hmm. what's wild to me. Mm -hmm. Is that, like, not only, like, okay, like, I'm not making music anymore or, like, I'm not, but he just, like, won't even talk about it. He's just like, that part of my life is over, you know? And, like, there are so many stories, especially, like, I think given the place that reggaeton is at now and what he did, like his like little semillita that like grew into that, like helped whatever this grow into what it is now. There's so many stories and so many anecdotes that I feel like it's, I don't know. I'm interested in knowing and that m many, many people in the world are interested in knowing. And he just like, is like, nope, hasta aquí llegamos. Yeah, so that's just wild. so wild to me yeah it's like does he regret helping to make reggaeton happen you know like is that unclear what he won't say right <laughs> yeah that's really sad to me because yeah without him i mean who knows like i know he's just one person but like very instrumental so i mean i get it maybe yeah. he just wants to have a private life again you know and doesn't yeah. want to be out there but yeah like such an instrumental person imagine like the interview requests are that much you know what i mean right. like, unless you're like really trying to like make a comeback then like it's not like you have like thousands of journalists knocking at your door it's right like you know five motherfuckers like and we're two of them you know right <laughs> have we tried we haven't tried with him <laughs> There's no use in trying. That would be amazing if we got the exclusive with Elena. <laughs> Te imaginas? 
Uh, probably not after putting out an episode called Lost to Jesus. <laughs> yeah, probably not. We probably <laughs> fucked it up now. Wow. But yeah, man. What a classic. But I wonder like, it's just like for some of these folks, I'm just like, okay, like maybe like Farruko, like, okay, I get it. Like you had like a whole international hit about like you know, drugs. taking an assortment of pills at the club. Mm-hmm. But like What's so bad about El General songs, you know? It's just like, I just don't feel like, maybe it's because I'm not religious and I don't hold this belief, but I'm just like, most of his songs are like, girl, you're so fine. I know. (laughs) Let me get some of that. (laughs) Like, is that that bad? Apparently. I don't know. We don't know. We will never know because we won't talk about it. It just feels like such a universal sentiment to me. Like, we've all been there. Girl, you're so fine. Yeah. I imagine it might be more about like, just leaving that lifestyle behind, you know, like you said, like, yeah, yeah. Then it is a about, break. it is about just like the lyrics themselves, you know, but yeah, cause yeah, I don't think it's just, you know, we all know that like, it's pretty hard to live a, a straight life while in this industry, you know, and touring. And I mean, it's just, it's like, yeah, temptation at every turn. So, but I don't know what it was like for him. All right. So my last one I had no idea about his his religi- religiosity or that he had one of these moments. Um, but when I listened to this song, I was like, oh, this is a very religious song, even though I've heard it many, many times. I just like never really paid attention to the lyrics. So let's take a listen to Juan Luis Guerra's Las Avispas. found it through these articles the journalists that have done this topic before um so you know he had a come to jesus moment in the early 2000s but he didn't abandon his career instead he the next album he came out with was a christian music album which again i didn't realize that was the case um this is a 2004 album parati and this song is on that and like yeah you hear the you listen to lyrics of the song it's very religious and it's not like I didn't know he was singing about religion, but it's like, I don't, you know, just because you sing a song about religion doesn't mean that I don't necessarily associate that with like, oh, now he's like trying to be a Christian musician. But apparently with him, 
this was his attempt. I mean, I don't think every, not everything he's done since 2004 has like a very overt Christian me- message, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's very clear. Like people talk about that, um, that he had this moment and that, and then this was kind of his response to that moment. And, you know, he's not a reggaetonero. So like, it's not like his music was overtly about like sex, drugs and rock and roll, but he is the person, which we're going to talk about a little bit later this month, like who's credited with, kind of bringing bachata to the international audience and bachata itself was actually seen as a kind of like you know racy genre because it was associated with like brothels in in um it was like associated with music played at brothels in dominican republic and it was also like you know it was a sort of class race thing as well that you know bachata was seen as something from like of like poor um afro-descendant folks in the you know rural dr so it's interesting because you know in that way you could see bachata as 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 a genre that is associated with those things but the bachata he was singing wasn't you know didn't thematically necessarily touch into any of that so maybe that makes it easier for him to not feel like he has to reject his whole career because he was singing about Mm -hmm. you know billy rubina or whatever the things he sings about you know that are not necessarily objectionable to a religious person yeah I mean, he's still on tour. He's still, like, out there. He's still... Yeah. Yeah. No, he has not stopped. Um, and I'd have to look through his, like, more recent catalog to be, like, sure. But I don't think everything he does has an overt Christian message. So... Yeah. This yeah. is maybe... The, this is the middle ground for some people. It's like, you put out a Christian album and then you just keep doing your thing. You know? Just keeping so, it low-key. Yeah. Seems like it. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for listening. As always, the information about these songs is in our show notes at RileyMania.com. Yeah, and we are on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and shout out Maita for editing, and shout out our religious listeners, we love you, Um, (laughs) you know, you should make music if you want. Yep, no shade to y'all, or any of your beliefs, as long as you don't promote hate of any particular groups of people, or infringe on anybody else's rights, I support your rights to believe whatever you want to believe. Mm-hmm. Um thanks so much to Maite for editing and we will see y'all next week. All right y'all, hasta la próxima. Bye. Ha, 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 ha.